host of the Cosmic Cadre, host Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron, Season 2, Episode 18. Today, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite things right now, some of the things that are really giving us life and keeping us sane. Because <laughs> this last Mercury retrograde and the eclipse season really shook things up for a lot of people, not just us. And Charlotte and I have been very aware of how we have had to like adjust and adapt over this last month. And so we thought we might share some of the things that have been giving us life. Um, and when I was preparing for this episode, I really found myself focusing just on the things that I've been so grateful for this, you know, last couple of weeks, last month. And so those are the, that I'm going to be bringing up because it's, it's some things that I had almost like forgotten that I knew how to do. It's like, sometimes when you get so stressed, like you like forget everything that you've learned so it's kind of like a coming back to myself as well as some products in my life that are keeping me sane and going every day and I'll share a little bit more about that shortly but uh, we've also noticed some ways that we've had to kind of shift our habits so let's get right into it when I was compiling my notes for this I realized that there was a heavy emphasis for me on gratitude. And I really appreciated like being able to see on paper the steps that I am taking to improve and to move forward. So I do like that we're focusing on that in this episode. Uh, at the timing of this episode, we are still in Mercury retrogrades post shadow. But by the time this episode airs, we will be out of it. But I also like that we're sort of focusing on the fact that, you know, after these big events, things don't just disappear. Now is the time to actually do the work to express gratitude and to connect with yourself. So that's sort of the theme for this episode. And I'm really excited to share some of the things that we've been doing lately to help us heal, help us grow and help us, you know, gather our thoughts, shit like that. Yeah. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's get right into it. Um, one of the things that I started doing definitely a few weeks ago now is, well, A, I've been going to bed earlier. I've been needing Ooh. extra sleep. So yeah. yeah, girl, I've been going to bed at like 9, 9 p.m. comes around and I'm like, oh, it's bedtime. <laughs> and you know, there was a couple of nights where I stayed up a little bit later, like watching a movie or something and actually stayed awake to watch it. Uh, but otherwise, I've been just kind of retiring to the bedroom, if you will, at a pretty early time and then reading instead of like being on my phone or in front of the TV, allowing my brain to kind of calm down before I go to sleep. And I have noticed for sure that I've been sleeping better. Um as much as I think we try to deny that the blue light from the screens has anything to do with how we sleep, um, I guess I can honestly say at this point that it really does matter because I've slept like an angel. It does. I actually had rest days as a part of my notes, not necessarily going to bed earlier, although I do, I do sort of maintain a geriatric bedtime. <laughs> And dinner time. And like, it's not my fault. I was born 80 years old. This is just who I am as a person. But yeah, <laughs> putting that phone down. I haven't been reading because I I can get too engaged in a book. And I'll literally, oh, just one more chapter myself until it's like the wee hours of the morning. But putting my phone down and not having the TV on and just sort of sitting and resting really does help me get into sleep quicker. I mean, it doesn't work all the time. I know I've mentioned on here, I struggle with insomnia. So yeah, yeah. it's not a perfect science, but no. it's like that extra step that you can take 
to to help you know yeah yeah and it really does because you know with with phones or books for me I will I'll spend the extra time that I should be sleeping <laughs> <laughs> see I, I there's a certain point like I think I actually read more last night than I was going to uh, because it was a really interesting part of the novel that I'm reading. Uh, but there was a point where I'm like struggling to like read the words on the page. And I'm like, yep, we'll finish this chapter tomorrow. Cause usually I like yeah. to get to an end of a chapter, but I had like three more pages and I was like, I won't remember these three pages. So <laughs> yeah, when your um, eyes start to cross, that's a good indication. Like I should set this down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but something else I've noticed that I think has kind of I've benefited from this sort of like phone detox at night or social media yes. detox for sure. It's just the sheer amount of drama and things that are going on right now. Like just this morning, like I was on Facebook for just a few minutes, like when I woke up drinking my coffee and I immediately saw like three posts, like back to back of people, like it just, it just talking about drama, something that had happened to them or something someone said and just very kind of confrontational drama kind of stuff. And I was like, whoa, I think I'm staying off of here today because I've been too <laughs> opinionated lately. Um, so yeah, I think in that regard, it's helpful as well because you don't have all those thoughts running through your head as you're falling asleep, which we know as we did on our, as we spoke about on our dreams episode, that can affect what you dream about you know, and which can ultimately affect your sleep. So yeah, that's something that's been giving me life and better sleep is just reading before bed and, and turning in a little bit early <laughs> lately. <laughs> also the, the social media detox. I am, I, I mean, I frequently stay off social media for months at a time, but I had recently logged back on and now I'm back offline again. So I think I got like a solid four weeks on Facebook. And then I was like, this isn't for me. It's not for me. <laughs> I know. I was so excited. I was like, oh, she's back. She's seeing everything I post again. <laughs> because when you're not on Facebook, I'm like, oh yeah, she has no idea what's going on in my life. I have to like text you separately. <laughs> <laughs> no, the good news is for me is that I, I do have a separate one that I use to run my business page that I don't follow anybody on, but I I can go check your post usually. So like but if, if I need to do a pulse alert, I will log on to your page. Like, did is she? Uh oh, uh oh. I better check uh -oh. on her. <laughs> yeah, I have been. I have been posting a little bit more recently. There was quite a while where I just was kind of radio silent with everything going on in my life. But I realized I actually kind of had this epiphany that I really actually um, feed off of the interactions that I have with people online yeah. and not in a bad way, but like it, it almost feels like it gives me a little bit of purpose, <laughs> like engaging with people. I really do crave that, that social stimulation and not having it for a while. And then, and then kind of having it again, I realized like, okay, this is actually good for me to a point, you yeah. know, obviously you don't want to overdo it, but I really missed that engagement. So I've kind of kicked that up a little notch, but but yeah, you have to know when enough is enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've always had this like love hate relationship with social media in general, but I almost never post what I'm doing. Even if I go on a trip, I will leave the location before I post it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Fair. I don't know. I've always not wanted anybody to to know my play-by-play -play. so it very when I log on I realize that it exhausts me so I have to step back particularly for like social media um like Facebook because I sort of feel like that's more the purpose is like the play-by-play -play of your life whereas Instagram it's sort of visual I don't even know about Twitter uh, or any of the others but those two like specifically are the ones that I'm familiar with. Yeah. And I will say to add to that, um, I'm definitely more particular and intentional now with what I share. I was definitely an overshare in the past. And 
to be fair, it was part of a marketing strategy. I was doing network marketing and the whole point was to kind of create this like captive audience, you know? So I was okay with that for a little while. And then I really got burnt out on that and like switched, you know, the pendulum swung completely in the other direction. So now I'm trying to find that middle ground of, of sharing things that are important or that people might want to know that are going on in my life or in the community, but without getting too personal or, or being dramatic, like, Oh, yesterday. I, (laughs) Uh well, there was an incident with a teenage boy and my daughter, like he was just being really, really rude and disrespectful. And I was sitting in the room and he didn't know it. So I grabbed the phone and, you know, tried to speak with him, uh, confront is probably not the best word address let's say I <laughs> addressed him and then he proceeded to yell and curse at me so I hung up the phone Ooh. and then I made a post about how disrespectful some of these little uh entitled twits are nowadays and my husband was like you should probably take that down <laughs> and I was like yeah okay so I didn't take it down I just I made it like privacy like only me so yeah if I feel sprightly I might go make it public again but um at least you got it out there (laughs) I did I got it out there I was like I'm gonna figure out who his parents are I'm like I know so many people in this town like I'm gonna go speak to his parents and then (laughs) and then you know sanity washed back over me and I was like okay yeah no maybe I should just calm down because most likely he behaves that way because of his parents I have learned yeah pro tip you young parents out there you probably won't get through to the parents either because that's where they learned it from (laughs) yeah yeah I I don't know when it comes to your kids like the mama bear comes out because I have definitely you know with the boys and they're a bit slower when it comes to socializing um and they're it makes them easy targets a lot of the time. So I have definitely lost my shit more than once on, on kids picking on my kids. (laughs) And I'm not, I'm not even going to apologize. I don't feel bad about it. No, you really shouldn't. I, I remember those instances and uh, those kids definitely earned that. um, That was the last sentence of the post I made was, um, he better hope that he's never within swinging distance or any boy in no, no boy ever better be within swinging distance. If they speak to my daughter that way. Um, and they should just never speak to my daughter that way. or Anybody's daughter that way. No, I wouldn't really punch a kid. Um, I don't think, think about it. I can't tell you what would happen <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> uh, because yeah, mama bear is the appropriate uh, title. Yeah, but well, I think it's good that you put it on private because what they call that is evidence. <laughs> Premeditated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've watched enough true crime. I should know better. <sighs> but uh what's what's something else that's been giving you? So my new obsession right now is physical activity. And that ha- that's been my obsession, I'd say, for years now. Uh, I know that I have a lot of pent-up energy and I need to burn it some way. So exercise has always been real important. And in the past couple months, I have gotten really into pole fitness, which is sort of a dual purpose exercise for me. For one, I get to release out that energy, but also on the other side of it, it's also a very sexual energy that I get to tap into. And it's giving me life right now, like a hundred percent. I can 100% see that. (laughs) Yes. It's very empowering. You know, I feel like if you need that in your life, that is a great way to achieve it. Cause you're not, there's no way you're not going to feel badass and sexy spinning around on a pole, you know, you know, and sometimes, you know, when you're in the drab of the everyday or, you know, just, just living life, sometimes you disconnect from your sexuality. And I think that it's very important. I mean, not for everybody. I know there are 
people who are not as sexual, but I am a sexual being and I always have been. So getting to express myself in this way while also getting in a good workout has been fucking phenomenal. I absolutely adore it. In fact, my husband got me a poll for Mother's Day, which everybody finds hilarious. <laughs> like, did you get it for her or for you? And the answer is right. both. It's both. <laughs> dual purpose. Dual purpose. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's right in my kitchen. Uh, and he invited all his friends over the other day. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Not only do they come here and they see all my decor, it's really easy to tell who I am as a person by looking around my house. But then they walk into the kitchen and the pole is there. I'm like, I'm not even going to be here for this. I'm I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I love that though. You know, and I think that's so important, like, because as women and especially as mothers, we can get very out of touch with our bodies. Yeah. Um, it is so easy with all the responsibilities that we have, all the weight that we carry. And I will say that even though we, and we haven't talked about this previously, guys, but I have identified that within myself lately, that I have been in this like slump. Whereas a few years ago, a lot of the work I was doing, the spiritual work I was doing, the shadow work, uh, was getting back in touch with my womb and my femininity and my uh, sexuality. And you know, there's a lot of things that have happened since then. And a lot of that has shifted. And I was really afraid that I had lost it. Yeah. But I realized that it just kind of matured into something else. I think I mentioned on a previous episode that I felt like I was moving from like maiden to matron. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. Maiden to matron. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> Anyways, you get the point. I'm maturing. Okay. I'm almost 40. <laughs> <laughs> and things have changed, you know, I'm married, I'm settled, I'm landscaping, you know, I'm repairing, doing home repairs, you know, my life looks different than it did five years ago, 10 years ago. And so I've, I've seen that I've had to kind of tap into that in a different way. And I feel like you've done that too. You found this pole fitness and it's really helping you re-inspire and reignite that within yourself as the person that you are now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been working on, like one of the ways I've been doing this, just a simple way that I can do it like anytime is just wearing like a bold lip color. And yes. I've actually, my coworkers always comment when I'm wearing lipstick and when I don't wear it, like the other day, one of my coworkers was like, I can't even take you seriously today without your lipstick. Like everyone always comments <laughs> on my lipstick. So, and, and I do, I use it. It's like, it's beauty magic for me. It's like, yeah. I put it on and I step into that version of myself. And so like even little things like that, like have been giving me life is um, all these different lip colors. And one of the things that I was going to mention a little bit more on this episode um, is how my mom passed away. It's been almost a month now. And I went through some of her old like Ipsy bags. She was getting that Ipsy thing every month and she had a bunch of stuff left over that she had never used. And a lot of it was lip, different lip colors. And we've always worn like similar colors. So then I came across like all these new colors and I've been testing them and wearing them. So it was like a little gift from her. Yeah, um, that. That's really been making me feel really empowered and better about myself lately. But yeah, not only <laughs> just glamour magic, but also that connection too. I love that. Yeah. Yep. And on that same um, thought there, I've been really kind of tapping back into like nervous system work. So like somatic type of therapies and different practices like movement, dancing, singing, you know, that sort of thing. Um, even meditating. I had gotten away from my meditation practice for a little while. And so trying to come back to that and just regulate <laughs> that nervous system has been really giving me life as well. Just remembering to slow down. Like I feel again, I know I've mentioned this before, but that's the message that I've been getting for over a year now is just to slow down and remember the things that bring you joy. Yeah. You'd mentioned this uh, somatic thing um, while we were talking, but I, I did want to ask you more about it, but I figured I'd save that for now. <laughs> yeah. so everybody can hear with me. 
yeah, people define it a little bit differently depending on their own school of thought and beliefs. But somatics is basically nervous system regulation. So it's like learning practices um, that just help you regulate that, you know, yoga or, or stretching movement, dancing, exercising, uh, singing, anything that helps you express basically your emotions. It's like helping you find ways to better express yourself and to move through the energies and move through emotions. So you don't get stuck in them. Um, it's actually, I guess I, I didn't know that it was called that. This is something that I've actually been working on for a while. So I'm just really digging into that. And it's one of those things like, I love learning. I know we both love learning, but every now and then there's something that you come across that interests you so much that it like gives you butterflies, you know, and you get this like bubbling over of joy when you're thinking about it and learning about it. And this does that for me. So I know based on that physical response that I get that this is going to be a part of my life maybe even that I teaching it in some way or you know sharing about it here obviously um but I've definitely had the opportunity a lot over the last month and for me it's really come down to like a choice you know life is full of choices every day we have choices little tiny choices and I've had to really shift the way I'm making choices over the last month because the way I was living before my mother passed, you know, and before I got this job that I have now, um, wasn't going to work, you know? So like, I'm not drinking any alcohol right now. I'm paying more attention to what I'm eating. I'm doing my little music therapy, you know, I call it music therapy where either I turn on some loud music or I put in my headphones and I do something like clean or garden or something, just singing and listening to music and letting myself feel the music and any emotions that come up through the music. Yeah. Little things like that, that I had like just forgotten about and just hadn't done in a while, really just been trying to focus on that. So, um, cause it is, it's like, we forget, or at least I do. And maybe it's like an ADHD thing. I don't know, but I'm like, oh yeah, I actually have the tools to deal with what I'm going through right now, but am I going to be lazy and not do it? Or am I going to make the choice to do something a little bit differently today? you know, and, you know, yeah. I will say, uh, I, I don't want to know what the path would have looked like if I had decided to drink myself into oblivion <laughs> when my mom died, which was very tempting. <laughs> it is. I, I find myself like, yeah, I'll, I'll drink on occasion. Um, I've never been like a daily drinker, but I will have drinks maybe once or twice a month. But I, if I am experiencing grief in any capacity, I cannot drink. And not that I've ever done anything where I'm like, ooh, you shouldn't have done that. But just like, I know that I wouldn't be able to handle it. So I won't drink at all. I can't do it. When I'm grieving, when I'm in it, mm -mm, won't touch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes you have to take a step back and take some perspective on your own life, you know, and, okay. and I saw these two paths ahead of me, you know, okay. <laughs> one way with the bad choices and the other way with the good choices. And, and to me, it's like, how could I choose the bad choices knowing full well what the consequences are going to be like morally consciously, I can't do that. So even though it's taken a lot of work and a lot of effort on days when I felt really low, you know, really sad, really That's depressed true. or anxious or tired, um, I've forced myself to make these better choices. And this is something I've, I've really been doing since my son was probably a baby. When I started learning about like alternative living, you know, a natural health and that sort of thing. Um, but I think it's like anything else, it, it ebbs and flows like the tide, you know, sometimes we have moments in our life where we're not doing these things and then you have to come back to it. So yeah, this is a, this is a time I think for a lot of people that are kind of coming back to the things that we've learned, you know, in the last 10 years. <laughs> I think that is a great thing to mention because we do start to disconnect from the things that I'm going to say, give us life. Cause I think that that's pretty much what this episode is about, but you can 
like like you were saying with the music and sometimes not listening to it what I feel the same way like I'll not listen to music for a while and then like I'll put my headphones on I'm like why haven't I been doing this this is amazing Mm -hmm. but I think it's it's great to be conscious of the things that make you feel good, the things that make you feel aligned and complete. And you will have to make the effort to do them. It's not always easy, even if you know that it'll make you feel better. Sometimes getting the motivation to do it can be difficult. So returning to it. Yeah. Returning to it is a must, you know? Yeah. I think it shows maturity, not just like as a human, as an adult, but also spiritually as well. Yeah. And growing up is hard. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> growing up is so hard. And that's, that's the thing of it. It's like taking responsibility for your life, taking ownership, you know, of your life and not letting yourself be the victim of your own circumstances. Yeah. Yep. Like uh, one of the things that, I've really been digging into because ever since my mom passed away, I've been like having a constant project, (laughs) a way to keep myself busy when I have the the time and the energy. And one of the things we did recently um, was the front landscaping. So we kind of just redid everything, put some mulch down and, and it was, it wasn't even a flower bed before, like it was just straight like grass and weeds. So we really had to do a lot of work, but it was fun and it looks great. And it makes me feel really good. Like when I see it, I just love it. It brings me so much joy. And so I've really been digging into that again, because that was one of the things I had kind of gotten away from was like gardening and being outside. It was almost like, I've never been an indoor person, but I have been like sheltering so much over this last year and a half. I think maybe now looking back as a way to sort of protect myself against the energies that were coming because there was so much that has happened, you know? And I think our bodies know that sometimes before we do consciously. And so I'm trying to break out of that shell now, you know, because now this big thing has happened. We're moving on to a new chapter in our lives and it's like, okay, I miss being outside and, and gardening and landscaping and just being with nature. It's so grounding. And, but for some reason I was avoiding it. And I know I have brought this up before on previous episodes, but yeah, my next, my next thing is um, creating like a different parking area. Cause we don't really have a driveway and I've virtually killed the grass in front of my house, parking like right at the door, like a lazy person. So <laughs> I'm creating a different parking area at the end of the house. And I saw online this morning, somebody else planting clover in their yard um, to replace their grass because it chokes out the weeds, it chokes out the grass, and it never grows more than like four to six inches tall. And Mm -hmm. if you let it flower before you mow it, it's also really great for the bees, um, for pollination, it attracts the bees and, and rabbits. (laughs) We have rabbits around here, but, um, Somebody had, I'd seen where somebody had made like a stone path, like little flat, like flagstones or something. And then they planted clover in between the stones and it looked so cool. So I was like, that's my next project is I'm going to create a little clover and stone walking path. And then I'm probably going to end up making a whole backyard clover. I love this. I think it'll look better. (laughs) I think I've seen it before. I have a mental image that I'm going to have to Google and confirm after this episode, but I think that'll look beautiful. Yeah, it's actually like a budget-friendly like lawn hack. Yeah, and and it's good for everything in nature uh, because of I guess it's like clover is really high in protein. So I don't know how all that works, but I guess people plant it for like deer and stuff too. Gardening made my list too for sure. That was. As y'all know from the last episode, I have recently moved into a new place and we filled up half a freaking U-Haul with my plants. It was absolutely ridiculous. And it was at that point, I was like, I might have a problem, but it's one that I enjoy. Yeah. So I'm going to keep it. (laughs) Like I said, I have obsessions. I am not kidding y'all. 
when I develop an interest, I'm going to pursue that thing full force with passion and gardening and, and pole have become two of my biggest obsessions right now. And I love it because it does make me go outside because unlike you, I actually prefer to be in my little hidey hole, but I also love <laughs> the outdoors. It's weird. Um, <laughs> But it, it makes me go outside every day because the Florida sun is outrageous and they have to be watered. So it's a good time to connect with nature and also nurturing something else is something that's vital for me. And I think it's vital for a lot of people. It really helps tune you into not only yourself, but the energy of something else and having that grow alongside of you. And I just, I don't know, gardening's always been very beautiful and very peaceful for me. It's a hobby I love. It is extremely peaceful and grounding and it, and it is, you know, doing something good for the earth to foster your own little, yes. you know, piece of, of heaven, you know, your own little plants and yeah, I call like it I'm my doing. oasis because it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, you're doing your part, you know, and it being around them, having your hands in the soil with the microbes mm -hmm. and the oxygen that they're producing, everything. There's just no negatives about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the only negative is probably my bank account um, and <laughs> the time spent at Home Depot or Lowe's, depending. <laughs> yeah, I can concur with that because I've definitely like, I've never landscaped in the way that we did. Like, and I, I did manage to do it on a pretty decent budget. So I'm proud of myself, but yes. it was definitely the most I've ever spent on plants at one time. Yes. I, yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to disclose the amount of money I've spent on plants at one time. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, being being outside, especially in the springtime when everything's coming back to life. I say spring, it's summer now, basically, especially here where we are. Uh, but for some people, things are just still starting to, to bloom and come to life. So um, being outside this time of year is very invigorating. And so something that, um, well, obviously... I've been working on the outside, like landscaping and stuff. And in the back, we have like a patio and it's not like, you know, going to be in, you know, architectural digest or anything back there, but we've tidied <laughs> it up <laughs> and we moved some things around just to kind of freshen up the energy. And, you know, it's the great time of year to move furniture. <laughs> I don't care who you are. And so we move some things around and I actually feel more comfortable sitting out there. And that was the goal. So I've been trying to sit out there at night and just listen to the crickets and the frogs and enjoy the weather with a little, you know, mosquito candle going or something. And, but in the mornings I've been enjoying like in the mornings and during the day, sitting out there and using this, um, bird identification app that I have called Merlin and not sponsored or anything, but I have had the best time a, realizing how old I must be getting that I'm enjoying identifying birds and B, using this app <laughs> to record sounds around me to tell me which birds are around me. Um, so that's been really fun. I just sit out there and I'm like, oh, that's a blue jay. Like, oh, that's a warbler. How cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that you said it's a good time to move furniture because all I'm thinking about just outside of my move is like, fucking clearly yes it is <laughs> it's been a great time to move furniture Damn. <laughs> move the whole house <laughs> yep you literally did <laughs> yeah bird watching has become a thing for me in fact I realize there's a crow around here and I realized that because I almost hit them with my car and I was like, no, I don't know what, what kind of omen you're trying to give me, but I do not accept this skirt fucking stop my Jeep immediately. And then the, he, I followed him and he actually took me to my house. Like he ended up close to my backyard. Like, I don't know. Okay. Odin. We I, see you know, you. I, I have wanted to attract crow friends like my entire life. This is my life's goal. It's my life's purpose to befriend some fucking crows. 
hitting one with my car would probably not be the optimal way to achieve that. So, (laughs) but he just kind of did a swan dive, like right in front of the grill of my, my car. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing this, buddy. This isn't going to happen. And then he flew to my house. That's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. I, I have like, I've had it happen a lot when I'm driving that birds will swoop right in front of the car. And I've always wondered what makes them do that? Because some days it seems to happen like a lot, like in one day. And I'm like, who's trying to get through to me? Yeah. It's a sign, a sign for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, um, so it always kind of, I'm always like, Hmm, yeah, (laughs) what's happening? What is this message? (laughs) Yeah. So along the lines of being outdoors, some of my other favorite activities right now are our walks, weed walks in particular. I get really baked as I'm going on a nature stroll. Now, <laughs> keep in mind, this is a legal activity for me. <laughs> I yep. am I am not trying to push this on anybody. This is just something I enjoy doing. I enjoy getting really high as I go walk in the woods or on the (laughs) beach. These are my two favorite activities right now. And I do the beach at night because it's hot. It's hot. I like, I like the atmosphere of a nighttime coastline. That's just my absolute favorite. I was going to say, I think we've mentioned this on a previous episode. Yeah. How ethereal it is being on the beach at night. If if you don't live near a beach or you've never been on the beach at night, and I don't mean like in front of your condo going skinny dipping. I mean like away from the buildings, away from the. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds That's like a for good another time. episode. Sounds like a good time, man. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of like on your own, just you and nature, just you and the beach, you and the sand, um, especially here because our sand is basically quartz. It's yeah. very, there's a lot of energy. Um, on our beaches here. It is. Other than that, one thing that I have really, really turned into very deeply recently is doing a full spread every day in my tarot readings. Like I used to pull just one card, but now I'm like, no, I need to see exactly where I'm going each day and just connecting with my my cards in fact I've gotten with this particular deck so enmeshed in it and like it's just infused with my energy that if I ask this deck the same fucking question it will give me the same card even though it knows I'm reshuffling so I get a different one it will (laughs) pop right back out and I'm like fine okay okay and also I've gotten back into journaling my tarot readings. I've had many in the past, but I started a new notebook because new notebooks also give me life. (laughs) Shout out to everybody who loves stationery and pens and notebooks and has a shit ton of empty notebooks and materials that they have yet to define a use for. I have now taken one of these and made it my new tarot journal and I'll write in there the questions that I asked the cards that I pulled and my interpretations of them given where I'm at in my life and what's going on and that's been a an eye-opening experience it always is but like we said earlier sometimes you fall off these things that allow you to connect with yourself allow you to connect with energy and the universe around you sometimes they'll be exceedingly difficult to do. And you have to figure out how to get yourself back there. And usually it is as simple as just doing it, but we understand here how hard that can be. Like we get it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I struggled with that for the longest time because it's like, here I am, I learned something new and you, you practice it for a while and then, and then you just stop doing it, you know? And then one day you're like, wait, (laughs) why did I stop doing that? And I think we have a tendency to be really hard on ourselves. And I've had to tell myself like, wait, no, there's obviously a purpose to this because it happens so often. So I think these times of reflection, like when we, when we are in Mercury retrograde is a great time of reflection. (laughs) Um, to just take stock of, of everything that you have learned and everything your, your habits, you know, your daily habits, your spiritual habits, your physical habits, 
and just sort of reevaluate those. And uh, I love that you mentioned tarot because I have this deck, right? And I know I told you about it. It's got very interesting imagery. You're like, I don't know that imagery. It's it's a just a traditional tarot deck of sorts, but it's not the the um the most popular one. What is it? Rider weight. Rider weight. I almost said Walter wait i don't know why Rider i was Waite smith walter. actually Rider weight smith let me correct that because we want the smith in there for sure yeah well i've never been particularly attracted to that deck um but for some reason i've had this deck and i've never used it i think someone gave it to me years ago i don't remember but I opened it. It was calling to me and I opened it and I've been using it almost exclusively since, but I didn't know the name of it. So I finally did some digging and I realized it's called the um, Hidden Realms Tarot. So I looked it up so that way I can like figure out exactly what some of the cards mean. But I was looking for the book because I thought I had the book on my bookshelf the other day and I came across a still in the plastic again, unused uh, blue velvet little notebook that says Spellbook on it. I didn't even know I had this book. I don't know where it came from. Um, never seen it before in my life that I can remember. <laughs> so it's sitting on my table next to my cards now. So maybe maybe that's a sign that I need to start doing some tarot journaling as well. I think it might be. I think one of my favorite things from what we've discussed on this episode so far that I would like to highlight here is there are times in our lives where we will have a pause, where things that make us feel alive and make us feel connected aren't the first priority because something else takes the place of that. So naturally, other things will will get pushed off to the side. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. It is just a moment where you get to take a reprieve you get to do the inventory of your life you get to think about what was it that brought you joy and if it was this thing you can always bring it back because I've also noticed a lot lately I've seen people asking uh, if they haven't been committed to their spiritual practice whatever that that may be if you're a pagan if you're just spiritual in general or a witch having these moments where you're not fully immersed in your spirituality doesn't make you less of a spiritual person. These ebbs and flows are the normal rhythms of life. And when you have these pauses, it's just asking you to sit there and to reflect for a moment and see what it is that brings you joy and you will be able to reconnect. So if you're feeling this lull and you're not as committed to your your craft or whatever it may be there's always the opportunity to restart to reimmerse yourself in that and it doesn't make you any less of a witch or a spiritual person it it really it's just natural you had said that we can be hard on ourselves and that gave me this idea and i was like yeah because when I'm not doing something that I know I should be doing, I can be an asshole to myself. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we have a tendency to tie up our identity with these things that we do, our practices and our habits. And I think we have to remember that our habits and, and things are, are not, they do not identify us. They are not the essence of who we are. And sometimes our practices and our daily life will change and shift and look differently. Sometimes our beliefs change. And so then you have things that you've done in the past that you definitely no longer identify with. And you have to be flexible. You have to allow yourself to be flexible. You know, like I was just telling someone at work the other day um, that I used to have like a two hour morning routine <laughs> before I got this job, obviously, uh, when I was working from home. And it was really when I was doing network marketing, because a lot of the self-help stuff is centered around that like morning routine. So I had a very robust morning routine and I kept up with it for maybe six months. And then it became overwhelming and it felt like a chore. And I really beat myself up for not continuing that because there's a lot like, again, in this self-help community, you know, I won't say any names, but there's a lot of them who like to yell at you, um, <laughs> not aggressively, but assertively, um, 
you know, they're like, you have to do this every day. You have to get up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. and do this morning routine, blah, 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 blah. But if something suddenly doesn't feel right for you, then it's not right for you. And you may circle back to that or you may shift it a little bit. You might transmute it into something different and more beautiful for yourself. So I, I love that you brought that up because you do have to be kind to yourself and, and understand that as we grow, so will the things around us and our habits and the things that we do every day. I love what you just introduced there is also the element of change and change emerges when you are growing. So it is a sign of growth. If you had something in your practice or in your life that doesn't align with you anymore, perfectly acceptable to let that go, you know, because you are growing and you are evolving. And, and also a side note for those people telling you that you have to do this, this, and this. I don't know if it's just me, but I fucking hate absolutes. Don't give me an absolute. This is the only way to do something because I assure you it isn't like there are so many ways to go about life and spirituality that there are no absolutes. And any of these gurus saying that there's only one right way, just no, right in the trash for me. Sorry. Yeah. I really did get caught up in that, um, self-help world there for a little while. Um, there's a couple of main players that like to go around and do seminars and speeches and weekend workshops. And, um, I'm sure you guys can imagine who I'm talking about. They like, they like to write a lot of books and, and they do, it's like this pressure, especially if you're like an entrepreneur or something, there's all this pressure around having to do all these things every day. Um, and so, yeah, just remembering that success looks different for everyone. Life looks different for everyone. And I think collectively, like low key, despite all the drama and the hate that we see on the news and in the world right now, there's this uprising, if you will, of individuality that we haven't seen maybe like ever um, on a scale like this, a public scale where people are starting to recognize that, you know, that you can dress however you want, you can act however you want, you know, as long as you're kind and compassionate and you're not hurting anyone, you know, you can do whatever the hell you want. And I, and I love that. Absolutely. And so I try to focus on that, you know, I don't want to be a mold. I want to be myself. And what does myself love? Well, for me, I don't know if it's ADHD or that I'm Aquarius or what, but that changes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I cannot work in absolutes or definitives. I, there's this fluid part of me that I refuse to deny. Like I, I, I can't, it's a part of who I am and I like it. It brings me new experiences. I don't see things in black and white and I, don't feel like they exist in black and white. There are so many nuances to life and everything within it that, nope, not for me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Being flexible is important um, yeah. and being open-minded for sure. So in this last segment of this episode, I thought it would be cool if we shared maybe some actual like products and things that we're using in our lives right now that have just, again, been giving us life. <laughs> and I want to start off by talking about hydration. Everyone gather around. <laughs> it is so important to be hydrated. Um, you know, if you're not drinking enough water, you're not getting enough electrolytes, you will be tired. You will be cranky. You will not be productive. You will, you know, you'll be brain fog. And so um, I have been on the hunt for something that's not too sugary, that doesn't taste like fake sugar sweetener crap. And Greg bought me one at the store the other day. It's called Liquid IV is the, the brand name. And they have a watermelon flavor. And when I tell you drinking this is like taking a bite into a salted watermelon. It is the most delicious electrolyte mix I've ever had in my entire life. And it is, it literally makes me stop and like, ah, every time I drink it, it has been delightful. giving me life. It is very delightful. <laughs> they do sell it at Walmart. So if you want to go get some, it's a little bit more on the expensive side compared to some, 
but um, I have not been disappointed with any of the flavors. The watermelon is just my favorite so far. And it's electrolytes? I'm... Yeah, it's like a little little packet, like individual packets that you just pour into like a water bottle. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Delicious. And it doesn't taste like full of sugar like Gatorade. Gatorade is expensive, first of all. I'm guilty of like buying them individually at the store. So this is a more, <laughs> hopefully more uh, environmentally friendly option than using plastic water bottles. And two other things I wanted to mention um, are hair related <laughs> because I don't do much with my hair, but when I do, I need my products to really work for me. And um, I did, I stumbled upon this company, I think on YouTube long, long ago. And I've been using this shampoo for a while and it's the native company. And again, this is not sponsored. I wish they would sponsor us because I use a ton of their products religiously now, Uh, but they have a volumizing shampoo. um, And I love it. Like I've switched, like I've run out and had to use another shampoo and it just, nothing cleans my hair like this one does. It's, it doesn't leave your hair feeling like it's full of residue. Um, like it actually feels clean. So that's been giving me life because I feel like lately I've had a lot of like muddiness in like my crown chakra area and like scrubbing that scalp and feeling really, really clean (laughs) has almost made my connection to myself feel better. It's just really invigorating. Um, Cause you can like, when you use a really cheap shampoo, your hair does not feel clean afterwards. And yes, I know I'm mixing like a physical experience, like a spiritual experience, but to me, the two go hand in hand. They you do know, go I like hand to in hand. scrub my chakras in the shower. And this one scrubs my crown chakra the best. <laughs> Thank you, native. <laughs> yes, I feel like there's what we do in the physical does affect the, the spiritual realm as well. So I, even if it's these types of products, I really do feel like it assists us in clearing away like old energy, sort of like for me, I use the uh, exfoliating mitt and I use that spiritually. I'm like, I got to get this dead skin off me. This is dead weight. I need it gone. So (laughs) I, I use that. It's, it's a way to, you know, bring a physicality into my ritual. And I do find that that helps me. This is sort of along the same lines as like beauty and glamour magic. But um, in addition to cleaning my hair really well in the shower, I like for my hair to have a lot of volume. I feel very sexy when my hair has a lot of volume. I feel very good about myself. I know I portray myself differently. And because I try not to wash my hair, like every time I shower, I do like maybe twice a week. Um, I use, I like to use dry shampoo between washes and, and the best one I have found. And I've, and I've been using this one recently is absolutely giving me life is the Batiste brand, the volumizing dry shampoo. Um, it has, it adds a little bit more texture to my hair and it really is very volumizing, but it can tangle your hair if you use too much of it. So you have to like go lightly with it. But, um, yeah, that, that has really been giving me life too, because I can do more with my hair and I've been feeling like mm, really good about myself lately. <laughs> I'm going to have to give that one a shot. I think I have a, not your mother's, uh, dry shampoo, but I've never actually figured out how to use dry shampoo and not look like my hair is graying. So if anybody so, has any tips, <laughs> yeah, well, I can give you some tips cause I've okay. definitely overdone it before. And it, it depends on the brand. Um, can you hear her barking? I am, I am dog sitting this weekend, um, for someone that I've been dog sitting for for a very long time as a little Shih Tzu and she's losing her mind right now because I think Greg just left to go to McDonald's with the kids. (laughs) But anyways, um, so I start by just kind of sectioning off my hair. Like I do my part very lightly because you don't want too much right on your part. And then I go like an inch, inch and a half over. And with my fingernail, I just kind of part it all the way back and then spray that a little bit. And then you just go all the way down. And I typically, typically go to like right behind my ear. Um, Make sure you get the back too. And then you just kind of use your fingertips and like scrub 
a little bit. And if you want to, you can kind of brush it as well. Um, although I have found uh, that you get more volume when you don't brush it out sometimes. So <laughs> just, I'll use my fingers. <laughs> yep. Just kind of <laughs> tuck everything into place there. Um, but yeah, just don't go too heavy handed with it. Uh, you know, you don't actually have to use very much. And also pro tip, use it like say you've shampooed your hair that morning. Uh, go ahead and put some in your hair before you go to bed, even on that first day, so that it immediately absorbs the oil as your scalp gets dirty and still instead of waiting till after it's already dirty. Okay. All right. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. Because if it's too dirty, like if you wait till that like second or third day, then I mean, it might help, but it's not going to, <laughs> you're still probably going to feel like your head's a little dirty. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Wash my hair twice a week. And that, that very night I'm like, Psh, before I go to bed, <laughs> Greg's always like, what are you doing? Where are you going? I'm like to bed. <laughs> yes. I don't stop being fabulous when I'm sleeping. Okay. Nope. You got to make this time work for us. <laughs> um, I do want to mention though, I don't know about not your mother's, but I specifically buy Batiste because it doesn't have aluminum in it. Um, you don't want to be spraying metals on your head. So make sure that you're buying dry shampoos that don't have aluminum in it. Now I'm going to go check that because I have no idea what is in it. I do. Yeah, I think, I think that one might, <laughs> but yeah, that's just a couple of, a couple of products that have been giving me life. I'm a pretty simple person. So besides the new purse that my children bought me for mother's day, <laughs> uh, that's probably about it because I don't tend to obsess over material things too much. I probably have less products, um, but of course, my my Mother's Day poll, I'm obsessing over that and the corresponding knee pads that I need um, because right now I look like somebody clubbed both of my knees. So those are important. <laughs> Real big fan of those. <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, I also just switched to Keurig, uh, reusable cups and I'm really enjoying that because I, I got a Keurig like later than everybody else. And I didn't like the, the reusable or the, um, disposable cups because it's terrible. It's terrible for the environment, but it's a lot of waste, <laughs> yeah, but the convenience of having that one cup, I didn't want to give that up. So recently switched to that. And it also allows me very easily to use these coffee grounds in my garden. So sort of a twofold product there. Yeah. Also, that's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been good. And then of course, all my skincare products, I, I really love my, the ordinary products, but I also use a shit ton of moisturizers now, now, now that I know that I need them, my skin needs nourishment. I've been a big fan of moisturizers. I don't even know how to say it. The CeraVe, CeraVe, whatever brand that is, has been real good for my sensitive ass skin. I can't hear. Is you. it CeraVe? CeraVe, CeraVe. Sure. I don't know. We know I don't <laughs> know how to pronounce anything. Why would this be any different? <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned skincare because, um, I did actually find a skincare line that I kind of liked. I really liked actually. And I'm like, was on Amazon yesterday trying to figure out like different containers I could put them in because I, unfortunately, I didn't realize this when I ordered it until afterwards, but each product they have has like a different Bible verse. On it. They're like, <laughs> so totally you're getting your scripture every time you do your skincare. Every time I yeah I pick up the bottles, I'm reminded, um, and so, yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> Jesus I don't know that you. I'll be ordering this again until <laughs> I can find something else to put in because I really like the products. I do. They're like supernatural, like herbal, you know, products for your face and my skin seems to like it. So I've been trying to be better about that. You know, I am almost 40. So trying to be mindful of skincare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope you have enjoyed this episode. This was another lighthearted episode right now where we're at in the headspace we're in. We really wanted to shift the focus from 
teaching exclusively to really creating a space where we can express some gratitude because remember we are coming off the heels of a cosmic clusterfuck between the eclipses and the mercury retrograde and pluto is still retrograding in the back we really needed this this episode to focus on what is going well you know and encouraging not only ourselves but others to understand that you know tough times are a part of life and this is a part of an ebb and flow so we really do hope that you enjoyed this episode if you could leave us a rating on spotify or apple or whatever other podcast platform allows you to rate us we deeply appreciate that and share our podcast if you think your friends would enjoy our episodes and If you are not already, go ahead and follow us over at our Instagram at Cosmic Cauldron Podcast. Remember that I have a book and its pub date is June 8th. And I'm really excited about that. It is Eclectic Witchcraft by Charlotte Wilde. So until next time, blessed be. Peace out. Thank you.